Hello and welcome to the Master of Demon Gorge podcast. Today we're talking about the Mid-Autumn Festival. Alice. Yes. You are no doubt aware that uh, there's a major, major Chinese holiday this week. Of course, I'm aware. The Zhongshou or Mid-Autumn or Lunar Festival. That's uh yeah, that's that's just around the corner, and um, that's so, where we'll make barbecues. Right, so that's a thing. Um, certainly in Taiwan, where we're recording this, uh, people like to have have barbecues in September. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of funny. In the U.S., they do they do barbecues on the Fourth of July. I guess you know barbecue being a summer summer kind of thing. Um, of course, this holiday is supposed to mark mid-autumn, mm-hmm. um, uh, as far as the, 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 uh, almanac goes, uh, so it's not really technically summer anymore, but I guess in Taiwan, it's certainly warm enough, still 35 degrees outside Celsius, <laughs> but you're also supposed to eat the mooncake, as you are, no doubt aware, mm. the Yueping, which has gone around the world. In fact, wasn't there just an article in the New York Times yeah. food section mm. by a Taiwanese, by Taiwanese, uh, uh, Taiwanese journalist, author, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, discussing the <laughs> the various mm. uh, mooncake options, I think. And then in terms of fruit, you're supposed to eat the pomelo, uh, which I think it's just because it's round. <laughs> like yeah, I know, for a lot of fruits look around. It's supposed to they kind of like look like the moon, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know how much um, how much you know about the mythology or the origins of the holiday. Mm, absolutely nothing. Okay, so like I mentioned, so so we call it the mid-autumn. It's supposed to mark um, what in the in the lunar calendar was mid-autumn but you know it all it also always corresponds to on the western almanac the harvest moon the harvest moon yeah you know different full moons of mm. the year have different names depending mm. on the time of the year so the one that is this time of the year is always called the harvest moon okay. because it's time for the harvest mm. it's time for Back in agricultural days, well, even now, I guess, in, in agricultural communities in the Northern Hemisphere, this is when you're supposed to go and harvest your crops. Mm. So they think that the ancient, ancient, earliest origins of um, the Mid-Autumn Festival was, it was a harvest festival. And in fact, the... the um, Records from the Zhou Dynasty, so that's very far back. Mm-hmm. So that's as far back as 1000 yeah, BC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> record um, uh, folk festivals around this time of the year because of the harvest. The in in August of the lunar calendar, although it doesn't say it doesn't say a specific date when that is somehow the the culmination of it or somehow the, the the key day you're supposed to to do anything so around this time of the year you know this is when people get together for the harvest festival and then <clears throat> excuse me 
it's around the it's in the early Tang Dynasty when the holiday evolved into like yes, it's the fifteenth of August on the lunar calendar, on the Chinese lunar calendar, as you know, the fifteenth always marks the full moon. The first marks the new moon when it's black, and then fifteenth is always the full moon. So um, uh, the lunar festival, the Mid Autumn Festival, is always the fifteenth of August on the Chinese lunar calendar. But the stories about um, um, the moon, which we also associate with um, the holiday, because it is the, the moon holiday. Right. Um, so you know how you know how in Western mythology, there's, there's a, you see a man in the moon. I think in, in at least in, in British in British tradition in Anglo American tradition in, in Shakespeare's plays that talk about you know, being able to see a man in the moon. In so far as if you squint really hard, <laughs> the <clears throat> the shape of the, the 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 marks and the shape of the landscape and the, you know, is that how skip friends? Is that a dude? Is that a dude <laughs> in there? Now, well, what's funny is where the the English, I suppose, saw a dude, the Chinese. Uh, saw a bunny. Why a bunny? A rabbit. I, I just thought it looked more like a rabbit. Oh, look at those big ears. <clears throat> we thought it more looking more like a rabbit. The 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 shape of the the um the today now they have names right you know tranquil sea of tranquility or you know because now we've landed on the moon so we now know what they look like. Um, but we we, we and when it's a full moon. And it's bright, and you see that. Well, you know, some parts of it are darker than you know. So, so people thought they saw the yu tu, the jade bunny, the jade rabbit. Jade rabbit. Yeah, okay. who's like lives on the moon. <clears throat> and this this has spread to Korea and Japan. So in, across East Asia, we see a bunny in them. And there's a story, a famous story, goes back to ancient ancient times. Um, um, so, supposedly, according to Chinese mythology, in the earliest days, there were not one son, but ten sons. Mm-hmm. Ten sons. The gods gave gave rise, gave birth to ten sons. They were all brothers and sisters, and they took turns coming out each day. Um, so, so the other nine sons are hiding in the I don't know hiding in some yeah, some corner of the universe hiding in the darkness somewhere, and then one of the sons comes out and lights up the day, and then the next day it's the next son's turn, and then they rotate. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then one time, all ten sons decided to come out at the same time, mm. which meant like the whole earth was burning. Right. As the place was on fire, or you know, basically, you know, everything was way too so hot. Everything was—it's global warming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. it's global warming. <laughs> everything was dying, and at this time, there was a great archer, a guy named Ho Yi, who said, "All right, I got this one." So he steps out with his bow and arrows, and he starts shooting down the suns. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Right. Of course. Um, it's, it's a myth. All right. So he shoots down with his bow and arrows. He shoots down nine suns until only one is left. 
And then it's like, will you behave now? You know, I killed all your brothers and sisters. Oh, will so you like do your thing? Humans like can even control the sun. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird. Like, was there a moral of the story here? I don't know. Anyway, um, this so this this Hoi guy is now a big hero, right? And so he. The so the, the the mother goddess the the Xiwangmu um, the goddess of the, uh, the 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 Western Empress of the gods like the goddess that supposedly lived on the Himalayas um, the Karakoram mountain range anyway in, in far western China connecting to Tibet and that's where her palace is supposed to be so she basically says to him what would you uh, what would you like what would you like for your reward. And Ho Yi says, uh, I want immortality for me and my wife. I want the elixir of immortality. And so for, so, so, so the, the goddess is like, oh, for, for the both of you, huh? For the, for the, for you are, I, you know, so I guess I'll give you two doses instead of one. So she gives him two pills to take that would make them immortal. And Ho Yi comes home. And his wife named Chang'e takes both of them oh. instead of just the one for her. And as soon as she's taken both of them, she starts levitating. Because now she's not, she's taken double the dose. She's not only immortal now, she's like ascending to heaven. Whoa. So she's like, oh, oh crap. Oh, you know, like my feet are lifting off the ground. And she starts flying and won't stop just flying into the air and uh, beyond the clouds until she lands on the moon. Oh. Yeah. So and now she's on the moon. So now she's on the moon. Now the, so now there's a palace on the moon for her and she has the rabbit for her companion. Mm-hmm. And the rabbit is like trying to make medicine to, to, to help her um, come back down to earth. Mm-hmm. That's the story. And so, um, so the palace is the Tian Gong, the heavenly palace. Her name is Chang'e, and the Jade Rabbit Yu Tu. You know, these are these are all names for what? Today, they are no. all names for various um, vehicles and spacecraft and rockets in the oh. Chinese space program for their lunar program. Interesting. Yeah, they are the names are all taken from this mythology. Yeah, mm. I think the Tian Gong is their. Um, uh, I think that's the space station there. Well, anyway. Um, so that that's so that's that's the myth, um, but in any event, <clears throat> the holiday grew to be incredibly important, and we we um, yeah that's the second important festival after the Chinese New Year, most important. Uh, it's one of the four most important ones. I'm not sure I would say. I it's heard it was the two. second most important holidays after after Chinese New Year. It it's definitely it's up there. It's definitely mm. up there. Um, it's definitely up there, um, but we there's there's this idea which because we draw the um, inference from the circularity of the full moon to mean reunion. Because Tuan Yuan Yuan is circular, Tuan Yuan mm. is to be re- reunited to, to, with your friends and family, and so this is the time when you're supposed to get together with long lost friends and family, oh. <laughs> or at least think about them <laughs> and eat the mooncakes together 
Or barbecue, I suppose. That's a modern thing. No, I don't think they had barbecues back in the... Well, no, I'm, there's barbecues throughout time, but I don't remember that being a tradition back in the Song Dynasty or something. Um, mooncakes, from all time. <laughs> um, and um, you're supposed to, you know, and sort of treasure the fact of having friends and family and, you know, keep them in mind if you can geographically be with them together right now. Um, that is a... That is a that is a sentiment, if you'll permit another poetry recitation. <laughs> wow, it's it's a it's a in a very famous poem by the great Su Shi Su Dongpo. Mm. Su Shi, also known as Su Dongpo, that was his kind of his pen name. Um, in the Song Dynasty, mm. the Northern Song Dynasty, you know, he, you know, he was extremely important. You were yeah. familiar with the the figure, um, sort of an era defining intellectual, uh, one of the eight great scholars of the Tang and Song Dynasties. You know, Tang Song Ba Da Jia, and um, so in the 11th century, he wrote a poem that became very famous, which captures this idea: Mingyue几时有，把酒问青天。不知天上宫阙，今夕是何年？我欲乘风归去，有空重楼郁郁高处不胜寒。起舞弄轻影，何似在人间？转朱阁，低绮户，照无眠。不应有恨，何时长向别时圆？人有悲欢离合，月有